Gorillas, chimpanzees, and orangutans are magnificent creatures made by God on day six of the creation week. But evolutionists believe that these primates, known as great apes, share a common ancestor with man. Their main feature that God designed them with is their strength and their power. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. It's fascinating to observe great apes when visiting zoos or animal sanctuaries. These creatures can steal our hearts with their animated and sometimes human-like behavior. And although they are entertaining and may look sweet and adorable, apes are wild animals and can be extremely dangerous. But are these primates specifically designed by God or just an evolutionary part of our family tree? Why don't you hang around for the next 15 minutes as we learn about great apes and their marvelous design. We'll also discuss the evolutionary claim that apes and humans are related. Plus, we'll look at the radical idea of giving human rights to the great apes. Acting ICR Museum curator Cindy Carlson holds degrees in biology and zoology and says it's easy to see why people are fascinated with great apes. Apes are wonderful creatures that God made. I had the privilege when I was at the Rio Grande Zoo of holding a baby orangutan in my arms, and they are the cutest things. Apes are different than monkeys in that they are usually larger and have no tails. The largest apes, there are three of them, the great apes, the gorilla, the orangutan, and chimpanzee, have very strong arms and jaws. I have seen a large rope placed in a gorilla's enclosure with eight men on the outside, and with one yank, the gorilla completely overpowered the men and he was only using one arm, so they are extremely strong. Primate expert and animal trainer Dan Breeding tells us just how powerful the great apes can be. Animals, their main feature that God designed them with is their strength and their power and how fast they are and how dexterous they are. Animals are just so powerful. Great apes, specifically Chimpanzees, seven to nine times our strength. Orangutans, 12 to 15 times our strength. Gorillas, 15 to 20 times our strength. Even the least of the great apes, the chimpanzee, at two and a half to three feet tall, weighing up to 175 pounds, is a force not to be reckoned with. They're very dangerous. You know, when they're sexually mature at 12 to 16 years old, they already have six to seven times our strength. When they're 165 pounds, they're um, just amazing. They're like nine times our strength and speed and agility. But even at two years old, you know, four or five men, if that two-year-old chimpanzee did not want you to hold it down, you, you could not because they're just so powerful even at a young age like that. These animals live 55 to 60 years. They are at their prime from 23 to 30, and sometimes older, sometimes younger. And they are so powerful at that time and at the top of their game. A 13- and 15-year-old chimp compared to an older chimp, they're nothing. Now, to a person, oh my goodness, they're like a freight train. They're unstoppable. A chimpanzee at 16 years old, you could cut it loose on a full-on NFL football team, and they would not have a chance. That chimp would tear through every single one of those big, 
aggressive men that are at the top of their physical fitness. They would absolutely not have a chance. The only way that they would possibly have a chance is if they had a weapon. You know, if they had just their own brute strength to rely on, forget it. Forget about it. They're over with. All three of these great apes have superior strength and power and are uniquely designed for survival in the wild. Cindy Carlson tells us where the smallest of these makes its home. Chimpanzees spend most of their time on the ground, and they're not as restricted to the forest as gorillas or orangutans. They can live in a savanna, which is a, the grassland in Africa, as long as there are enough trees mixed in with the grassland so that they can find food. As the other great apes are, this ape is mainly herbivorous but will eat birds and small mammals. Chimpanzees live in communities with between 15 and 120 members. So they have a large community that they live in. And the young stay with their mothers for two to three years. Great apes are intelligent animals. Chimps will use a grass stem to extract termites from their nests and use a rock to smash the hard shells of various fruit. There's no mistaking the next great ape on our list. With his orange coloring and playful antics, he's a favorite of many people. But as Cindy Carlson tells us, there's some confusion about the proper name of this creature. The orangutan is not named after the breakfast drink. It is not orangutan. It is orangutan, and it means the old man of the forest. These orange-haired great apes make the trees their home, and effortlessly lift themselves up in the branches with their strong arms. And there are two species of orangutan that live in Southeast Asia. One lives in the forests of the islands of Borneo, and the other one lives in the forests of the islands of Sumatra. The only apparent difference between these two species is that the male of the Bornean species has a great big fat face with cheek discs that come out on the side and the other uh, male has a narrower face. The males of both of these species are about twice the size of the female. They stand about four and a half feet tall and weigh between 130 and 200 pounds. The largest of the great apes is the gorilla. Now, although the gorilla may not be considered quite as cute and entertaining as the chimpanzee and orangutan, Cindy Carlson points out that this creature has its own special features. The male can reach six feet in height and weigh 300 to 400 pounds. And the female is considerably smaller. They live in Central Africa in the tropical rainforest. Young gorillas spend a lot of time climbing in the trees, but as you can imagine, the adult males don't because they're too heavy. Gorillas live in a close-knit social group with a dominant male, several females, and young, and sometimes one or two other males will be in that troop. If the dominant male is over 10 years old, he's called a silverback because of the silvery gray hair on his back. Because they're so big and strong, gorillas can be intimidating and frightening, but they're not usually aggressive. They are generally peaceful animals, thank goodness, since they're so big. However, the males will fight over females, and if a new male comes in and takes over the troop, he may kill the young that he did not sire. We often think of gorillas beating their chests and making a loud, roaring noise, and that behavior is an intimidation tactic to drive off a male that's trying to take over the troop. 
They also will make a show of rage by tearing up plants around them and rushing at their opponent, but they only fight as a last resort. Creationists see the great apes as an awesome design of God. However, for over a hundred years, secular scientists have been teaching a different philosophy. Dr. Dwayne Gish is author of the book, Evolution, The Fossils Still Say No. Evolutionists, of course, believe that humans must have evolved from some ape-like creature. Now, they do not believe that humans evolved from gorillas or chimpanzees. They say that chimpanzees and gorillas and humans evolved from a common ancestor. But as even George Gaylord Simpson, famous evolutionist, said, if we saw that common ancestor, we'd all call it an ape. So you might as well say that we did evolve from apes. And although some evolutionists deny this, Darwin did say that he believed that humans had evolved from a monkey-like creature. Dr. Gish points out that because God is the creator of all, having some things in common with the great apes or other creatures is not evolution. We have the same creator. Now, God designed a system for the oxidation of sugar to carbon dioxide and water and getting energy from that. Now, God solved the problem. He created the enzymes and so forth and so on. Having done that, why wouldn't he use the same procedure for a mouse and a human, or even for a rat, or even for a worm, and use the same system. Now, he'd modify it in some ways for each creature, but they would be very similar, and so the genetics would be similar, you see. And so, we would expect that to be the case. In recent years, there's been a move by extreme animal rights activists to grant equal human rights to apes. Although this idea sounds unbelievable, Cindy Carlson says certain organizations are working very hard to make it a reality. The evolutionary idea that man and apes have a common ancestor has led people to believe that animals should have the same rights as human beings. One group like this is called the Great Ape Project, and on their website, there's a picture of a gorilla stretching forth his finger to touch a human's finger with the motto, Equality Beyond Humanity. Another group is called the Chimpanzee Collaboratory. On their website, it says, quote, that they are an alliance of attorneys, scientists, and public policy experts who foster joint endeavors to more rapidly achieve the goals of protecting the lives and establishing the legal rights of chimpanzees. Can you imagine a chimpanzee accused of murdering a human? being defended in court by a lawyer, or worse, a human being charged with murdering a chimpanzee. This is what these groups are advocating. The Bible does not call killing an animal murder. Only when someone is created in the image of God and he is killed is it called murder. This is because the Bible makes a distinction between man and animals. The Bible does not say that everything evolved from a common ancestor and that they all have equal rights. Dan Breeding. It's almost laughable that this movement going on to give human rights to apes, talk about anthropomorphism, the uh, attributing human emotions and behaviors to animals. We're not animals. Animals aren't people. When you look at any animal to associate human emotions, uh, I don't care what they're doing or what animal it is, when you associate human emotions, 
you are associating what goes on in your head with their processes, and that's wrong. You cannot do that because just as soon as you do that, you're saying that God designed them to think like we do, and they don't. They don't do it. We can appreciate God's creation of such marvelous animals as the great apes, but it's important not to become radical in our minds and elevate the creature above the Creator. Bottom line is we have to come back to the Word. The Word is God's sword. It's God's authority, and that's what we transform our thoughts and how we perceive the world. And we give God the glory. He's going to give us that discernment we need in order to decipher what we see out in creation and what we come across and what happens. And he'll put that on our heart and he'll help us to discern what's right and what's wrong through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.